Welcome to the Geek Explore Not Off Topic Debrief. Uh, I'm Ben Robinson. I'm John Williams. Here we are to bring you our uh, twice monthly, usually, show where we talk about other things that are not a big, bold topic. Woo! Yeah. It should be a good one. I'm a little toasty. I had uh, my family over and I uh, drank more beers than I usually do on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Today was a. Uh... The big game Sunday. I feel like oh, if, yeah, we, if we drop the uh, <laughs> if we drop the uh, the SB on there, the NFL is going to come after us. And we're not licensed. I yeah. didn't watch it at all. I totally forgot that was a thing today. Wait, what? Yeah, that's not why you had your family over. No, no, no. Like my brother in law might be buying a truck from my dad that's stored at my house, so they came over for that and we barbecued and hung out. Uh, yeah, I totally forgot the Super Bowl was today. <laughs> 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 I don't know who won. Wow, you know me either. I, I I remembered yesterday. I was like, wait, is Super Bowl tomorrow? I'm like, eh, Niners got knocked out. I don't care. I don't have a party to go to. I'm like the opposite of you right now. I'm drained and hungover. And and uh, during Super Bowl time, I took a nap and watched some Netflix in my PJs. So, boy, sports. I kind of stopped caring once COVID hit for some reason. Like, like I don't think I've even seen a Super Bowl since COVID started. And uh Mm -hmm. I don't care. Like I don't, I don't necessarily miss it. I guess I just, I haven't paid any attention to football at all in like two years and it doesn't bother me one bit. Yeah. I've, I've always admittedly been a, a fair weather fan to, to the point to where if my team isn't doing well, I don't care about the sport. So a few weeks ago when the Niners were in the playoffs, all of a sudden I was like, Oh shit, I can, I can like football. I might care about the Super Bowl this year. And then they lost. So like yeah, and I've always been a Raiders fan, and my team went and fucking up and moved to fucking Las Vegas like a bunch of pieces of shit. So they're not even in my state anymore. I'm like you yeah, know, fuck them. I don't like. I only kind of you know partially cared before, so I think I'm just going to not care at all now. Yeah, I never would have pegged you as a Raiders fan. Oh, I was, you're I, too civil. <laughs> I took you seriously almost up until the end of that. <laughs> Now, Angelina's whole family is diehard Raiders fan, Raiders fans. So, really, yeah. How did that come about? I have no idea, to be honest. They're on the other yeah, side they're, of they're the like, country. Yeah, they're East Coasters, and like they've been out in California before. But uh, you know, I, I think their hearts lie in the East Coast. So, I don't know the actual story behind why they are uh, Raiders fans. Yeah, well, I mean, because the Raiders are awesome shit shows. That's why. <laughs> Yeah, because they love stomping people into the pavement on accident <laughs> when the, when their team loses. Yeah, well, don't let them Barf. lose. <laughs> so, how are you doing? Otherwise, uh, good. The weather here is absolutely beautiful, mm-hmm. and I think it should change. I hate it. It's February. It's supposed to be cold. There should be some rain. It, like it hasn't rained all fucking year. I feel like this is going to get us in trouble. But it is fucking beautiful out. It's like in the low 70s clear skies like it's it's lovely outside yeah you know at least we got some decent rain in like december so the lake was looking good last time i drove by yeah. a couple days ago yeah but uh but yeah i've been enjoying it like i went out and i cut that plum tree down in my front yard i just like to cut trees down i guess that's my thing now yeah yeah eventually i'm gonna run out and i'm just gonna be on this barren piece of land we'll just plant some trees in a in a uh, in the pasture right now <laughs> How about you? Uh, I'm fine. Yeah. 
That sounded like a lie. <laughs> I, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm good. Um, I, I don't know. Stressful week. A lot to do uh, for work and a lot to do outside of work for the comic book and what have you. So there's, yeah, there's just, it's been, it's been a lot gearing up for, for a little trip. I think so. Uh, maybe we just call it out right now. Um, as opposed to our rock and roll episode next week, it is going to come in two weeks. We're going to have a matrix resurrections, uh, review with returning guest, Craig Perales, who was our matrix episode before he's from uh, last call productions and last call gaming. Then we will follow the next week with our regular episode. Yeah, I just edited it today. Like we actually recorded that like a month ago, and yeah. my ass has been slacking on it. And uh, I re- edited it today. Uh, it was a fun little discussion. It's a good episode. Good. So yeah, that'll be out Tuesday because I'm going to Arizona for my mother-in-law's 60th birthday, and uh, John's going out of town like immediately after I get back. So yeah, the next day. Yeah. So uh, we'll just we're just gonna put everything off for a week. Yeah. Um, and we will have a, a, well, I think we're going to have a creator corner coming up while you're out of town at some yeah. point. Cause I, I imagine I'll probably edit that. Um, if we, if we get it recorded before you go. Yeah. I'm excited about that. As one long too. as I've got some time, I can throw that together or maybe not. Ooh, never mind. I shouldn't promise too much of my time. Cut this out. <laughs> um, I forgot that I didn't finish the comic this week. <sighs> so yeah, let's get into it. Fuck yeah. Let's do it. Uh, so over the last couple of weeks, a, a couple of cool things have happened. Did you see that, uh, that Lightyear trailer? Oh, you know, I saw there was a new one. Didn't watch it though. I saw the first one and it looked interesting. Yeah. The teaser was good. This trailer is fucking excellent. Oh, really? I am so stoked for this movie. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, we have to check it out then. Cause, uh, the trailer did it for me. Like the trailer was like, okay, this looks like it could be cool. So, uh, if it's yeah. gotten better, that's a good sign. Yeah, yeah, you see your actually some pretty decent glimpses of what I believe to be Zerg, and you get a bit more of the plot. But I don't, I don't feel like it was one of those trailers that totally gives everything away altogether. That's good because those have almost put me off of watching trailers. I almost try not to watch trailers these days because so many trailers have uh, just completely screwed the pooch on giving all the good stuff away. For real, uh, a buddy of ours, you know, years ago he swore off trailers and I was like, you're ridiculous. I was always a glutton for spoilers anyway, but I'm getting to that same point. Yeah. It's, it's too much. Come on guys. Like give me just enough to get me in to see the movie. I don't want to see. Oh, like, uh, there was that, uh, that DC preview trailer for like what's coming up in DC. Mm-hmm. And there's like a, a, a big black Adam segment at the end. And it's like an entire scene. And it seems like it's the scene where he shows up and it's like, why are you showing me this in a trailer? I don't, I don't need to see this. Like I'll, I'll see it when I go see the movie. Yeah. I saw some screenshots of like uh, Hawkman and Dr. Fate and shit that look pretty fucking cool. They're just brief little glimpses, but they were fucking awesome. Yeah. Hawkman's standing there and his like wings just sort of yeah. like spread out behind him. And yeah, do- like Dr. Fate's costume from what you see of it looks spot on. Looks right. It looks tits. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to avoid the trailers on black adam entirely like i think where i've come to is i'm going to not watch trailers for movies that i know i'm gonna watch you know yeah, if it's precisely that i i don't know i've never heard of it i don't know what it is and i need to find out whether or not i'm interested then a trailer is good but like i'm gonna watch black adam so i yeah. don't need to watch any of the hype about it because when it comes out i'll just go watch it and it'll be great 
Like, I wish I'd yeah. watched Spider-Man without seeing any of the trailers. It would have been better. Yeah, I still haven't seen that. We almost went this weekend, but I think I was too busy being hungover. Better watch out. Someone's going to, we're going to have to revoke your geek card here eventually. You're going to go, you're yeah, going to be demoted I, to a nerd. Ew. They finally <laughs> uh, put out a streaming release date. It's like at the end of the month. So I was like, eh. Yeah, yeah, might I'll as well wait, wait then. No, yeah. Yeah. So one interesting thing I saw was Kurtwood Smith. Yeah. Of RoboCop fame. Clarence Boddicker himself. Uh, tweeted out a uh, like a picture of the script for the first episode of that 90s show, which apparently they just started filming. Oh, boy. It's got him. It's got Kitty. It's got like, you know, most of the core cast back, except it's it's you know, in the 90s instead of the 70s. Wow, so it is a full-on sequel series. Yeah. And you know what the weird thing is that kind of boggled my mind? Hmm. Uh, were it to come out this year, it would actually be further, like the 19, 1990 is further in the past from now than 1970 was when that show premiered. Holy shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> that show came out in 1998. Wow. So. I don't know. That's wild. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it's actually happening in real time. Like the cast is all yeah. aged as they would have from their seventies counterparts. Yeah, they'll only be like two or three years different. So it's like That's depending on weird. when in the nineties they decide to spar- start it, they could be spot on. Yeah, because it was always sort of the um, like late seventies. You know, I think, vague. Right? I know they they tried to keep it vague to avoid the inevitable. Well, you've been running long enough to where it's no you would be in the eighties now. <laughs> yeah or like the goldbergs how they say you know it was summer of 1980 something just just so they don't have to pin themselves down to a I year mean, thematically it was definitely pinned towards the mid late 70s i mean the early 70s were more like the 60s like same thing with the early 90s so like you go to like 1992 it's almost indistinguishable from 1988 yeah so i'm curious to see where they're going with it i love kurtwood smith that guy's like like him repi- reprising an older more grumpy red foreman I'm fucking in. Yeah, he um he came into the barbecue restaurant I worked at a couple times, and he was always really nice. Really? Yeah. Does he I, live I, in the I area? I don't know. I don't think he lives in the area. I think because it was always with a big like family group, so I think he he must have family in the area. Oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah, I mean, for all I know, he might live here, but I don't think so. Did he tell you he was going to put his foot in your ass? No, but I, I would love to have asked that. Yeah. <laughs> Or, or to, to look at the, uh, at the staff and go, bitches leave. leave. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'm excited about that, but, uh, I will definitely check it out. Yeah. There's not a lot of sitcoms that I put on my calendar as I'm going to see this, but, uh, I think this one qualifies because that seventies show was a good fucking show. I enjoyed the shit out of that show when it was new. I remember they, they tried to do like the, that eighties show immediately afterwards and it was trash. Yeah. That did not work out well. But this one's like in real time. It's got the same characters that you already know. So it might work. I wonder who's going to show up because like, I can't imagine Ashton Kutcher coming back to sitcom television. Hyde was canceled for sexual misconduct. And I don't know, Donna got big on, uh, on Orange is the New Black, but I don't know what she's been up to otherwise. And, and what's his ass main character guy? He's on that uh, on a different sitcom right now. I don't know. Sorry, I'm being so descriptive well, right now. Well, I, I imagine if you know if Red and Kitty are coming back, that uh, 
Eric, thank you. Jeez. Yeah, that, that Eric and his family will be the focus, I would assume. And his kids. Imagine his kids will be teenagers in the 90s, which is interesting because I was also a teenager in the 90s. So I'm curious how they play that. Oh, that's weird. Are they going to have like Jinko jeans? And- Jinko. <laughs> no kidding. They're gonna go. They're gonna go shop at Miller's Outpost. <laughs> Google it, kids. Hopefully, they just have like it was Eric and Donna that got married and had kids, and then they died in a car accident. So it's uh, so it's Red and Kitty raising them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm into that. <laughs> I don't need to see Eric as an adult, but but Red berating some you know gentle participation trophy ninety kid. I'm fucking into that. <laughs> oh boy. Well, you let me know how it is. I th- I think I'll uh I'll hold off for a minute. Yeah, if, I mean if you're not going to watch fucking Spider-Man or fucking Book of Boba Fett, why the fuck would you watch this? Yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to watch Book of Boba Fett. Like it it just do- it doesn't seem like it's for me. I even watched a couple like clip outs of of some Luke Skywalker stuff and I'm like, "Eh, like Luke Skywalker is my favorite character in in the the series." But even like a better looking CGI Luke Skywalker uh, still doesn't interest me. Yeah, I, I I watched it. I got all the way through it. And uh, it was a very weird journey for me. I Like the first few episodes, I was kind of like, meh. And then when it turned into Mandalorian season three, I was like, ooh. And it got to the end <laughs> of se- episode seven, like, epi- like halfway through episode seven, I was like, okay. Yeah. Oh, you got to you got to start using words. You were getting that excited. You went, eh, ooh, okay. And then at the end of episode seven, I was like, oh, uh, oh no, back to grunts. Yeah, back to it. And then uh, I watched episode eight, and I ended with like, Ugh. so, damn, it wasn't, it wasn't bad, but like the more I thought about it, the less I liked it. Like, cause I was, I was like trying to formulate my thoughts for the show so I could talk about it. And the more I thought about it, I was realizing I didn't like it. And then, and, mm-hmm. and it wasn't even that, that it was awful. It was just so painfully mediocre that it was just a, a bummer. Like yesterday I was like, I was cutting that tree down and I was out there just like thinking to myself and I like started getting like sad. It was weird. Oh, no, you don't get sad. You don't yeah. have emotions. No, it was bizarre. I like started having like a weird existential crisis on my fandom and I was and I just started thinking like is Star Wars not for me anymore? Like are they just oh, No. Are they just making it for like I get it like, like and it, and that's okay. Like I'm not angry. Like it wasn't bad. You're not going to go just, on message boards and no. flip out. It's just it, it's gotten like it was so mediocre and middle of the road and safe and just didn't do it for me. It's like, well, but other people love it and that's fine. I want them to love it. I don't want to, it feels like over like the last decade, most of the time when I'm thinking about star Wars, I'm disappointed in something Hmm. or, or it go, or it skews a bit negative. And, and I don't like that. I don't want that to be my star Wars fandom is me as a, some sort of fucking curmudgeon complaining about things. That's not what I love about the property. And I don't want anything that I'm on here complaining about to like lessen somebody else's enjoyment. Like if you love the book of Boba Fett, fucking great. I'm envious of you, if anything. Yeah. That you can watch that and still feel magic is wonderful. I wish I had that, but I don't. 
I'm glad he didn't spin it like, I'm envious of your clear stupidity and <laughs> lack of taste. No, it's just like, because the thing is, and, and, and it's because Disney's got it now. And at least for me, what it feels like is that they're trying to, A, appeal to a mass market. Like they need people who don't know who the fuck Boba Fett is and aren't really Star Wars fans to be able to tune into this show and be like, fuck yeah, mindless action, shit blows up, here's cool thing. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Uh, they, they want them to come mm-hmm. away with, you know, the one word Marvel movie description. Fun. Yeah. And then for f- the the fans they are trying to cater to are the fans that are just happy to see things they know show up. Hey, I know what a Rancor is. That's a Rancor. That's fucking cool. They had that in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. That wasn't in the prequels. I've been waiting to see one for so long. Where those set pieces are enough for them to enjoy the show. And neither of those parties, unfortunately, need a narrative or a cohesive plot or consistent characters or engaging characters. Because this show had none of those things. Jeez. Uh, Like Boba Fett is like, I don't like him at all anymore. Like, when I was a kid, I thought he was cool because he was, like, this mysterious bounty hunter guy. But he's just such a fucking schlub in this show. Like, he just goes along with what everybody says. He makes no decisions. And he's just he's just a fuck... I don't understand why he's doing any of the things he's doing. I don't want to get into complaining about this show. But that's what I'm doing right now. Too late, yeah. <laughs> but it's just, it's just not engaging. It's not interesting. The Mandalorian was pretty good. But honestly, after watching this season of Boba Fett, I'm not really that interested in where The Mandalorian is going either. Oh shit, that I'm extra glad I didn't watch because I'm I made the conscious decision to not watch Boba Fett. I just don't I don't care. It it hasn't shown me things that interest me and I haven't heard any good things about it. Well, you're in luck. You know how you didn't really like the last episode of The Mandalorian? Did I not like it? I thought I liked oh, it. You're complaining I mean you complained a bunch about Luke Skywalker and stuff well, showing yeah, up. Yeah, that face looks stupid. Okay. Well, in any case, you could pretend that didn't happen and Book of Boba Fett didn't happen. And when you go into the next season, you'll be square. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Cause I actually did hear, I don't know if we want to spoil it because I, I did hear how it ends Yeah. in regards to the Mandalorian or I mean, uh, Din Djarin and, uh, and Grogu. Yeah. So, I mean, and uh, I mean, we pretty much did spoil it with, for anyone with a handful of brain cells. Like they could probably put everything we just said together and figure out what's going on. But uh, hmm. in any case, we, Still big we enough. won't do it officially, but yeah, exactly. You could just skip. It's like, you know, it's that whole no consequence, no change, no effort fucking yeah. shit. And, uh, and you know what? It's okay. If, if this is where they're going with it, I think I'm almost ready to just absolve myself of my star Wars fandom. I've got what I love and it will always be there. None of this is going to yeah. ruin that, but I'm, I just don't know if I can get excited about a thing. Now, that said, Obi-Wan Kenobi is coming out May 25th. Yeah. Our buddies over at uh, Hops Geek News posted a thing to Twitter, and I didn't look up the source, so I don't know what it was, but it was someone from within the production that described Darth Vader as, like Darth Vader from Rogue One, but angrier, which... Oh, shit. Holy shit, that's everything I've always wanted in life. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, I feel like I really want to get excited about that, but seeing where I am with everything else, it's hard to do that. So I'm going to watch Obi-Wan, and I'm really hoping I get angry fucking galaxy throttling, putting his fist down Darth Vader. Like, I want to see how Darth Vader got to where he was at the beginning of, of episode three. Four? Yes, four. <laughs> <laughs> A new hope. Yeah, where people are scared of him. I want to see that happen. I'm excited for Obi-Wan Kenobi because 
He's one of my favorite characters. You know, like I, Star Wars to me is Jedi. That's what I want to see. I don't care that we're retreading with characters that we already know. Like I, I fucking love Ewan McGregor's uh, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. When they announced this years ago, that they were going to do a Kenobi movie. I was fucking stoked. It transitioned into a series. I'm still stoked. This one follows the, um, the production of Mandalorian more, more so than like book of Boba Fett. We're like book of Boba Fett. Nobody knew it was coming because I don't think even the creators had that on their roadmap, you know, that, that far back, just all of a sudden Mandalorian season two ends and they're like, Oh yeah. Book of Boba Fett. And we're like, what, what the fuck? Yeah, well, um, but with Kenobi, like this is something that's been in development for a very long time. They're they're bringing back Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen. That quote from uh, from Hop's Geek News, you know, just tickles my pickle. Yeah, I'm I'm so stoked. I want to see uh, Darth Vader and Kenobi. I want to see another space adventure set in that time period. You know, th- th- there's there's always been that um, people have taken that quote from. A new hope. Shit. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about this before, but, but, you know, it was just like Darth Vader makes a reference to like the last time we met, but between the lines, you could read it as they had met once since the Mustafar fight when, when Obi-Wan fucked up Anakin. And I want to see that. I want to see them fight again. We know neither one of them is going to die, but I want to see them clash. Absolutely. You know, we're not we're not ever going to see a Luke Skywalker versus Darth Vader part 2. It's never going to happen. So at least we could see Kenobi fight Darth Vader, you know, somebody who can give him a fight. I've been considering going back and watching Star Wars Rebels. Like I started with it and it just seemed like it was like Paw Patrol Star Wars. It was just a little too <laughs> skewed a little too young for me. Uh but then I saw a clip of Obi-Wan fighting Darth Maul that uh blew me away and I was like, "Oh fuck, that's from that show?" Yeah, maybe I do have to watch it because <laughs> it was fucking cool. And, and like you were saying about the book of Boba Fett, I think uh, honestly, the what I got out of that show, and I, like, I think it was, hey, Pedro Pascal's got to go do this other thing. We only get him for two days. What the fuck can we do to put something out? Yeah, we can't wait a year and a half. Yeah. with with nothing because there's two whole episodes where Boba Fett's not even in it. It turns into the Mandalorian for two episodes, and then it goes back, and it's like, well. He, he's like a side character in his own shows. Like, I think the whole thing feels like a, we need to put some garbage together to fill this hole. And it, you know, it just shows that it's, that it wasn't someone was like, Hey, I got this neat thing I want to say about Boba Fett. They were like, Hey, Boba Fett's cool. Make him do something. Somebody write something for Boba Fett to do real quick. Yeah. And so, you know, and start. Yeah. So Obi-Wan Kenobi, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> nice restraint. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to watch it. Uh, and, but if it sucks, I I think I'm done. Yep. So, uh, you're on notice fucking Disney. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I, I wonder, cause I mean, even Lucas screwed the pooch in, in our eyes. And what I'm curious about, like, I had never thought of this before, but in the moment I was thinking like, I wonder if it has to do at all with our expectations because we, we get to anticipate the thing that's coming out. So we build up expectations and we're more likely to be disappointed because with the original trilogy that we love so much, it was a thing before we knew what things were. So it just existed and we had no control or no say or, or expectations about anything. It just was what it was. And we loved it. I know. I think that's a huge part of it. When I was thinking about it yesterday, like one of the things that crossed my mind was, am I the asshole? Am I the problem? Is, am I going into all these things with so much expectation you know, and the, the reality of it is that uh, they're not making this 
to please me. I'm not some big fucking shit important person. So like, you know, when, when they sit down to make a new Star Wars show, they're not saying like, hey, what do you think Ben thinks about this? Yeah. But I do think about it. And so like, am I just going into all this stuff with all these unrealistic expectations? And, and it's my fault, you know, am, am I the asshole here? And I don't want to be the asshole and I don't want to be like, I don't want to be, you know, Star Wars has an, a contentious enough fandom. Like, I don't want to be part of the negative assholes that are just fucking like complaining about shit constantly. Though I'll, I'll watch well, a lot of their videos on YouTube and be like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, th- I think that's what <laughs> makes the difference is that when you are disappointed by something, like you have your feelings and it's perfectly valid to have your feelings and to express them on your show but you're not Mr. fucking keyboard commando going and and trying to trash it all over the internet like your opinion does matter. I think that's yeah. really what makes somebody an asshole. Yeah, and I and I you know, get that's that. That's toxic fandom. It's just I I don't know. I just I like I don't want to keep like I keep coming on this show and complaining about it and it's like why am I why do I keep putting myself in this position where I keep watching this thing that that I am going to be disappointed by? Because you always hope for something good. That's what I'm saying about this new Indiana Jones coming out. I'm I'm hoping it'll be great. Can't I just let hope die, John? <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well, let's let's let this uh this conversation die. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Speaking of uh, of sci-fi uh, movies, we did have a death. Um, of it was uh, Douglas Trumbull. That sounds familiar. Who, um, who was the special effects designer for such movies as 2001, A Space Odyssey, um, the Blade Runner flicks, fucking, oh, geez, I lost his uh, his filmography. I had it in front of me. That's enough. Yes. Yeah. Legendary special effects uh, guru, wizard. I think those are both seminal enough science fiction movies that if, if he was the guy behind the special effects, that's impressive. Yeah, he did work on uh, on Back to the Future. Oh shit! Um, oh, Jordorowski's uh, Dune. Well, that didn't happen from 2013. So. Oh, there's a documentary about it. I think ah, that's called Jodorowsky's okay. Dune. There it is. I think you even did mention that. Yeah. So he did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Legend in the field. I mean, I don't, I don't know anything else about him other than what you just told me. So I don't have anything to say. <laughs> I've, I felt like it crossed into our, our domain enough, even though I don't know the name that well, you know, like I, I guess I don't know that many like visual effects, uh, supervisors yeah. and, and, you know, like, like, like the magicians behind that. Like, I, I feel like, like, you know, like the Stan Winston's and the Rick Baker's and the, yeah. uh, the what's his ass from, uh, from all the zombie movies. Um, it's a tough field to get notoriety in because you're not the face, you know, you're just the guy behind yeah. the scenes. I mean, there's probably some really bitching like key grips out there too, but I don't know any of their <laughs> names. Boy, he really is the best, best boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know what? In other sad news, I have to correct myself from our last episode. That is terribly sad. I know. Well, first off, let me start by saying like, I really enjoyed that Michael Jackson episode and you know, my YouTube queue just started feeding me Michael Jackson stuff. Yeah. And man, there was so much stuff I wish I had watched before the show, just like anecdotally, like stuff from, from, uh, Lisa Marie Presley and, uh, Debbie, what's her face who had his, who had the, the two older kids. Like there, there was just some really interesting stuff out there just about 
Michael Jackson. But one thing I did, I did come across cause I, I was curious. I looked up the, uh, the Super Bowl uh, show that was not when he had that, that gold crotch piece. And also, oh, as it yeah. turns out, it wasn't like a gold uh, jockstrap. It was like a leotard that like had the upper half and then, you know, went down over the crotch into like a G string in the back. Wait, what? Yeah. So it was like a, a full, like long sleeved upper body gold piece that went. I mean, it was a leotard. So it, it went down like, a, you know, like trunks yeah. or like a like a gymnast, like what they wear, except in the back. It was just like a straight up like string up like his right butt up crack. his butt. Yep. Was he wearing pants underneath it of some kind? Yes. Yeah. He was wearing black pants. All right. So yeah, he stayed respectable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was just, it was a weird outfit. After listening to the episode, I went and checked out the Super Bowl thing. And, um, and yeah, that was, that was when he had the, the dual bandoliers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those dual bandoliers seem like they would have gone swimmingly with a gold cod piece. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Oh boy. But that was it. Everything else was perfect especially your bleeps and the weird uh three minutes of of michael jackson noises <laughs> afterwards i was so confused and entertained when i was listening to that confused and entertained was the vibe i was going for <laughs> um so i i've got some interesting news that i'm i'm not sure if i i think i'm excited about it oh boy i hope so after that star wars discussion in, in 22- I, don't, I don't like negative ben <laughs> <laughs> he pops out every once in a while. Uh, mm-hmm. So Hulu, which I took a uh, a one-week free trial in finally, or like a, might have been one month. Like I took the free trial because my daughter mentioned she'd never seen Futurama. And it's on oh, Hulu. Oh, shit. And so I was like, all right, we're going to watch. It was when we had COVID. And I was like, all right, you're going to sit here and we're going to watch like 10 episodes of Futurama. Fucking deal with it. And uh, mm-hmm. she enjoyed it. She thought it was funny. Uh, her main comment was, Fry is so dumb. And I'm like, yeah, good. You're, you're, you're picking up on what they're putting down. Yes, you he get is. It. That's, that's kind of his shtick. But I just read Hulu 2023, new season of Futurama. Bringing it back, baby. I am so glad you brought that up because somehow that didn't end up on my notes. Oh, yeah. Like I, yeah. I totally got the news like, like you know, um, half a week ago or whatever. But Wow. The history of grave digging franchises is not great. You know, you bring them back after some amount of years. Uh, stuff like um, Arrested Development, you know, like it came back, like that season that came back was okay, but it wasn't. It's just hard to recapture the magic. You know, you you got to yes, kind of start yeah. over. So I don't know. I, I'm hoping it's good. Uh, Futurama is one of my probably favorite animated shows ever. It's definitely in my top ten. Yeah, I mean, I think it's safe to say that. If Futurama didn't exist, space oddities might not exist. Like it, it, it would look yeah, like fair. something entirely different. You know, it's, it's, it is a very good sci-fi future space comedy. And I mean, if, if you remember, this isn't the first time it's been resurrected. That's true. It ran for four seasons, then it got canceled. And then they brought him back for a series of straight to DVD movies, which then got converted into a season of TV on Comedy Central. And then I think they did like two more seasons after that. Yeah. That was the, the beast and the, with a and thousand backs or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Bender's big score. And yeah. So, I mean, this, this is the, the franchise that, that keeps on given the one concerning thing though, is that most of the core cast is back and signed on. I heard Katie Siegel was coming back for sure. Yeah. Yeah. She's coming back. Phil Lamar's coming back. 
Um, why can't I remember his name? Fucking Fry and Farnsworth. Oh my goodness. Billy, why am I spacing on this? Billy, Billy West. West. Thank you. Yeah. But John DiMaggio has thus far not signed on and he's the voice of Bender. Like that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, I bet, I bet. I mean, I bet they could get a really good Bender impersonator if they needed to. I but they're out yeah. there. Yeah, and I don't know if he's just holding out for a payday or what, but it would be a bummer if if you know. I mean, for all we know, maybe Billy West has a really good John DiMaggio impression because that's what he did on uh, on Ren and Stimpy. You know, <laughs> he, right? he just he took over uh, over both roles. So why not? It's coming next year sometime, and they might make me pay for Hulu for a month. Those sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah, I will definitely be watching that. I'm so stoked. I want to, I want to, like, I mean, we need to do an episode on Futurama. I really need to go back and do a, uh, a deep dive on the old series, especially on the, um, the first resurrection, because I, I, I definitely saw the original series more times than I saw the, the subsequent, yeah. uh, Comedy Central seasons. Well, when we started, like, I was talking with Haley and I was like, all right, so the second season is better than the first. Yeah. But the first kind of helps set the universe up. You could probably get it just fine if you jumped into the second season. But the first season really sets up who all the characters are and you get to know them. And then I think having watched the first season, the second season will be better than if you hadn't, than if you jumped straight into the second season. But uh, in any case, I asked her which one she wanted to start with and she picked the first season. So that's, we watched like the first 10 episodes and uh, it was fun. Well, yeah. And to be honest, like every time I go back, and watch the first season, it's not as bad as I remember it. I think I, I just remember like my initial reaction when I first watched the, the show, like the first episode or two, I didn't like it at all. No, me neither. I was like, this isn't the Simpsons. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> People have skin colors. Yeah. No, I, I was in the same boat. I did not like that. Show. It took a while for me to come back and try it again. And, uh, I'm really glad I did. Yeah. Like I, I think, I don't think I even watched it until it was in syndication and like the first four seasons were, were over. Yeah. I, I might be in the same boat. Yeah. I love the shit out of that show and I'm really stoked. It's coming back. Um, speaking of things coming back potentially, um, it was officially announced that, uh, that the new GTA is in active development. Unfortunately, there isn't much more news to go on other than that, but rockstar has actually confirmed that uh that they're doing it uh let's see rockstar games put out a statement saying many of you have been asking about a new entry in the grand theft auto series with every new project our goal is always to significantly move beyond what we've previously delivered we're pleased to confirm that active development for the next entry in the series is underway i hope it's gta in space (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah or, or even even just the option of like going to the moon like it's future gta with like Flying cars and motorcycles and shit. Maybe maybe a time travel element, but yeah. like, yeah, go go to the moon, go to Mars, or or back to their roots. Like they did that one in like the '60s in London. Do like a 1960s GTA. That could be fun too. That would be fun. I I would love to see some retro shit. Yeah, I could go either way. I mean, if it's just now getting into development, it's going to be another five years before we fucking see it anyway. Yeah, I mean, hopefully the fact that they're announcing that it's in active, active development means that it has been in development for a while. And they're like, okay, now we can start the, the hype machine. So in two or three years, when, when we're ready yeah. to launch, people will just be frothing at the mouth Once for it. Once we stop making money on GTA V, we'll put this thing out. Yeah, well, I think that's the active development. They're figuring out a way to where, to where they can incorporate a money mechanism that has, that has to do with GTA Online and oh, Part yeah. Six. Definitely. 
I'm still shocked they never just ported over, you know, GTA 4 Liberty City into the online world. Like, that's, it's bonkers to me that with everything they've done, they never did that. Yeah, just let you go to Liberty City or to Vice City in GTA 5? Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I went back and started playing um, GTA 4 again, I mean, a, a while back. I, I had talked about it, but like graphically like it it held up good enough like I, that that would totally hold up in in online play we did a whole episode on gta so we don't need to get yeah. into it um i guess speaking of video games i had a question for you john yeah so what are some games that you love but you're just complete shit at like you're just no fucking good at them whatsoever but it doesn't stop you from loving them yeah, you you sent me that in a text message that I completely missed. So, <laughs> so you want me to start that? I had to scramble. <laughs> um, but honestly, one one game popped into my head that totally fits that description. And are you ready for this? I'm ready. It's the Legend of Zelda. Oh fuck, really? Yeah, <laughs> I love those games so much. One day we'll do a Zelda episode. Oh, yeah. Of course, yeah. I love that franchise. I've considered getting a Triforce tattoo until I saw some douche that had it like exactly where I was thinking about it too. So that won't happen. But I'm not good at those games at all. Like I need walkthroughs for them. I I don't, I don't have the patience. You get to the water temple and you just have no fucking clue what you're supposed to do. Hey, what's the water temple? (laughs) I don't even know what you're talking about. (laughs) I mean, and I've, I've gotten through the original Zelda. I've never beaten part two, but like the Super Nintendo, uh, uh, Link to the Past is amazing. I never played the Nintendo 64 ones. I did beat uh, Twilight Princess with, with a friend of ours. We, we went through it. We like tag teamed it. And that was a lot of fun. I really liked Twilight Princess. That was a good one. In fact, that, that's probably one that I could have beaten without a walkthrough and without playing it with, with our buddy. But yeah, th- those old ones, the classic ones, I, I can't, I can't beat those. I don't know where anything is in the Nintendo one. So wait, you never played Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask? Nope. Oh shit, those are good games. I like that's both what of I those hear. Yeah, <laughs> I started them both up, but those are fucking. Beloved. I just didn't. I didn't have a Nintendo sixty four. Yeah, I played them on emulators after the fact. I did not. I also did not have a Nintendo sixty four. I'd love to. I mean, I think I, I started one of the games where you, uh, where you start with fishing. And I remember getting really annoyed. I'm just like, what the fuck? I don't want to sit here and fish in this stupid village. Like, I want to go explore and cut things. <laughs> I mean, I still haven't played Breath of the Wild. Oh, me either. Like, my son got a Switch, you know, last Christmas. Like, so I've had a Switch for a year and I, I just haven't bought Breath of the Wild. Because it's still 60 fucking dollars, probably because it's a great game. Yeah, damn. Even if you can find it used, it's like 50 bucks. <laughs> so I haven't got around to it, but I've heard it's just fucking splendid. I wish they could license their games out to Xbox because I would love to play that game. Same thing with that fucking Spider-Man for PS4. There's all this exclusivity. Like, I, I don't get to play these games because I'm not buying systems. Horseshit. Uh, for me, mine, I, like, I've got two, but my big one is fucking Battletoads. I love that game so much. I've, it's it like, there was a, a large period of time when I was a kid where it was my favorite game on Nintendo. We played a lot of Battletoads at your place, like when we were kids and when we were like 20. Yeah, I played a fuck ton of Battletoads and I suck at that game. Like, I mean, I can, I can punch people and kick people and like get through that part. But I mean, it's a notoriously hard game. Like you get to that fucking like weird hover bike level where you've got to like dodge the weird rib cage things. 
the weird barriers. And uh, mm-hmm. fuck that. That is it's such a load of bullshit. It's so fucking absolute twitch timing hard. Like I've never. I, I the only time I ever beat that game was with a game genie because I cheated. Because otherwise, oh really? It's fucking. I got to a point where I could get past that speeder level, but then I only had like a life or two left and I would die. And like, once you are out of lives and that you start the game over, there is no like, you know, here's the code to start back at this level. Yeah. And, you know, and I got really good at hitting there. There's that warp zone thing where you have, where if you hit the right wall at the right time, it'll warp you ahead, but it warped you to like a surfing level that was essentially the same fucking thing. <laughs> it's like, nice try. Ah, <sighs> If you want to cheat, you got to get the game, Genie. You're yeah. Like, I will. But I mean, I I love that game. I, I, I just, I love it. it. It's, I will play it anytime. There was a new one that came out. It's on Game Pass right now. Played the shit out mm-hmm. of it. It's much more forgiving. It does not have like limited lives, which is nice. And I think it was probably because they were battle toads and I was into reptiles and amphibians when I was a kid. So like I was super into that, but uh, man, I suck at that game. <laughs> Yeah, well, I I think you're uh, you're part of a large group. I yeah, because there's it's hard. there's many people that just like, oh yeah, I fucking kill at Battletoads. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, the other one for me is Mega Man. I've never been good at Mega Man. I I, I like Mega Man a lot, but uh, it it is just it's a slog for me to get through that game because I die constantly. Oh damn! I know the the first Mega Man is tough because there's no continuing system at all. Yeah, there's not even a password system, but like. Mega Man 2, I can consistently beat that game in like, I don't know, hour and a half, two hours. Like, I I destroy Mega Man 2, but that's because I've played it more than anything else. But I, I enjoyed like the Mega Man X series a lot and like Mega Man 7 and 8 and then even the ones that, that came out later on for um for like Xbox. Yeah. Oh, no, I agree. I love them. I'm just shit at them. I just die constantly. I'm just not good at them. <laughs> yeah. And and it's it's tough to have the patience we had when we were children with Nintendo yeah. games. Like we we could get far into a game, run out of continues and have to start over again. And we did it like these days fuck that i don't have that kind of time in my life like if i if if i get a significant way into a game and i have to start back at the beginning fuck no i'm not doing that are you kidding me well and i think even our kids these days like like continues and you know the limited lives have kind of gone away and that's probably a good thing because it allows you to actually enjoy the game because i mean part of it back then was they could only fit so much content on one of these things and so they had to make it make it fucking hard because otherwise you could beat contra in like 35 minutes Oh, geez, not even that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's insane. It's nothing, but, you know, you can get, you know, 100 hours out of that game because you have to get good enough to beat Contra. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and that's not something people put up with anymore, and that's probably for the better. Yeah. I just bought that Contra collection because it was on, like, turbo sale on uh, on Xbox Live. It was, like, five bucks. Oh, cool. It might still be. You should look it up. And I, and I don't know if you have the Castlevania collection, but I've also got that one. Yeah, I did get the Castlevania collection, yeah. Konami put out some good um, anniversary collections. So what's it got? Like Contra and Contra 2 and Contra Hardcore? Or? It's got the first two Contra arcade games. Then it's got Contra, Super C, Contra 3, um, Contra Hardcore. Yeah. And then it also has like the the Japanese versions, the uh, the Probotector games. Oh, neat! Which are essentially Contra Three and Contra Hardcore, but as the Probotector, yeah, reskinned, and and some other characters. Yeah, 
Uh, David Lynch joins the cast of the new Sp- uh, Steven Spielberg 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 <laughs> uh, film, uh, The Fablemans. Is that the the Steven Spielberg robot they made to replace him? Steven Spielberg. <laughs> yeah, I'm S T V N Spielberg. <laughs> Steven Spielberg's got a movie called The Fablemans coming out, and it's unclear uh, what what role David Lynch is playing. But um, this is uh, a film that that is uh, semi autobiographical. It's sort of being uh, touted as you know about. Let's see, let me find that little that little blurb. It's been described as a semi autobiographical project, drawing from Steven Spielberg's time growing up in Arizona. The film stars Michelle Williams and Paul Dano as characters influenced by Spielberg's own parents, with Seth Rogen playing a role based on Spielberg's uncle, and newcomer Gabriel LaBelle playing a young aspiring filmmaker based on Spielberg himself. It's got a bunch of other people in there, too. You know, why not? Maybe it'll have a little bit of the Spielberg magic when you're when he's going back to a child with a, with a dream. Interesting. I wonder what David Lynch would be doing in that. Hope he's just playing himself. Just de-age him a little bit. Maybe Spielberg had some run-in with with David Lynch when he was uh when he was younger. It'd be funny if David Lynch was directing it and Steven Spielberg was just producing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the two of them are like contemporaries, so that wouldn't make sense to have David Lynch talking to a young Steven Spielberg. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. But yeah, it's it's been a a closely guarded secret what this movie is, and I mean, this is the first I'd heard about it. So sounds interesting. Why not take that secret? <laughs> you're you're not that closely guarded anymore <laughs> i know people that are in it um well i'm out of stuff but we did get a new review on apple uh oh no shit I was able it to actually see, happened yeah i was able to see part of it because i got an email from um chartable but it, it cut off before the end so i'm gonna need you to pull it up because i don't i will that do shit. that even though apple's so fucking stupid with its stupid new podcast organization stupidity all right. So, John, here we got a new review. <laughs> we sure did. Are you going to leave the earlier stuff in? You should. All right. Here we go. Um, the uh, the username up top is uh, is tag and hit. This came in on January twenty fifth. Uh, it says Ben and John bring a friendly discussion on the topic at hand right to you. This is the type of discussion which you would have with uh, with friends over a few drinks. They are insightful and thoughtful in their chosen topics, and most importantly, entertaining. Keep feeding them ideas, and and more shows will be made. Uh, thanks, you guys, for the hours of entertainment, and keep them coming. Fuck Can you yeah, guess who this is you. from? Huh? Can you guess who this is from? Because there is actually a sign-off at the end. Oh, um, Santa Claus. No, it's Eric from Houston. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, Eric from Houston. Yeah, yeah. The, one, the, the one vocal supporter. I love it. Thank you so much, Eric. So Ben, we uh we had our 10k listen giveaway. Yeah, we did. We we're giving away a uh, a, a geek exploration sweater of your choice or hoodie. Yeah, keep that rain off your head and be stylish while you're doing it. Um, so people had the uh had the option of retweeting uh the geek exploration the podcast uh tweet that you put on. Uh, they could leave a review like Eric from Houston did, or they could call us. Did we get any calls? We did not, so I guess no one wanted Boo. it that bad. Yeah, it, it was on semi-short notice too, but uh, you know that's no excuse. Yeah, we we can see how many people listen to it by now. <laughs> um, so we've got our entries uh, tallied. Yeah, how do you want to do this? 
So I was thinking I was just going to roll a large die here. We got 18 entries, so I can roll it, and I'll just disregard a 19 or a 20. Okay. And you've got a name attached to uh, to each of them? I do. All right. See, uh, nine. That is The Movie Seller. All right. Our old friends at The Movie Seller. You guys won. Uh-oh. Who, who's going to get it, do you think? Oh, well, I can tell you right now, the Twitter is run by Dan. So, uh, <laughs> Sorry, George. Tough shit, George. <laughs> uh, fuck yeah. All right. Well, I will, uh, I will reach out to him and let him know that he won. Yeah. And thank you, Dan, for, for entering and supporting it. Thank you, everybody, for supporting it and, uh, and entering. But thank you, Dan, for winning. I don't know. Here's to the next 10,000 episodes. Yeah. Or not episodes, but listens. Boy, 10,000 episodes will be here for a very long time. (laughs) I don't want to be a a spoil sport about it, but I can guarantee we're not going to get to 10,000 episodes. That's a lot of episodes. Like even the podcasts that have, that have run for like, for, you know, like 12 years since podcasting became a real thing, you know, like they're, they're just up to like the seven hundreds or something. Oh yeah. Some people do them like every day and even that would take you. Oh yeah. There's that years, years and years to get to 10,000. Five a day from here on out. You guys ready? (laughs) They're going to be really short, real short. (laughs) All right. How about recommendations? Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. That's the thing we yeah. do now. I'm excited because this is the one time where I actually thought about it ahead of time. So All I'm right. not just going to say Darwin cook again. It's still Darwin cook though, isn't it? You thought about it and you decided that's still the right answer. Yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> but other than that, one thing that I stumbled upon, uh, last week when I, uh, you know, my, my work went down to a four day work week. So Friday becomes my like you know, I still have to take the kid to school and pick her up. So it's not just like I get to go cruise around and do whatever for the day. So it's become my like turbo work day. Like my ass sits down and works on, on, you know, regular projects like, or, you know, it's, it is a bonus personal work day. Nice. Yeah. It seems, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like, like an oxymoron, but, um, but I sat my ass down and binged the entire first season of this show last week, and it is The Righteous Gemstones. Have you seen or heard of that? The Righteous Gemstone? No, I have not heard of that at all. It's a uh, it's a show on HBO Max that uh, features Danny McBride, John Goodman, um, Adam Levine, Edie Patterson, Walton Goggins. Like it is pretty amazing. Um, it's it's a show about this family, the Gemstones, that's their their last name, and they're like a uh, televangelist kind of kind of like empire. You know, they've got like this big compound with mansions, and it's just a giant religious money making super church organization, and a bunch of them are assholes, and they get into some shit, and it's hilarious. I mean, like it's not just a straight up comedy. It's like it's like a it's like a dramedy, you know, because there's real drama and stakes in that show but it's also very funny because it's got you know it's got fucking john goodman well never mind i just named everybody and all of them are hilarious i think i might have heard something about this is there a dick in every episode (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think i told you about that didn't i um yeah there's 
I heard so no, I heard I think I heard something somewhere about how they like a dick appeared and then they were like, you know what, let's just put a dick in every episode. We'll have to find a way to work a dick in every episode. It would be funny. I think I think I told you that when I came up uh for my midweek oh, maybe. break la- last week. Yeah, yeah. Cause I, I was talking to Preston's little brother about that when I was just a few episodes in, and he's like, that's what he told me. You know, he's like, Oh yeah, like they, they don't they don't capitalize on like the female nudity. Like dongers just show up for no reason like there, there's an episode that starts and like a side character comes out for whatever reason to meet up with a couple characters and after they have their like exchange that you know is the reason why he came out they're just like so uh your shirt's not that long there or something he's just got like little ding dong like peeking out below his <laughs> shirt because he's not wearing pants like there's no reason for it just so they can put it in i mean there's not any part of the human body that's funnier looking than a penis so it's true. That's an ugly little thing. Yeah, that's a weird little dingly dangly there. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so that's my recommendation. The second season is like, oh shit, new episode came out today. I should have watched that earlier. Oh, nice. Um, I was busy watching season three of You on Netflix, which is also a great show. I didn't even know I was on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What is Ben Robinson? What is uh, what, what is the what is the family? What, the what's it called? The Righteous Gemstones? <laughs> the Righteous Gemstones on HBO Max. HBO Max. All right, cool. I'll check that out. What about you? What do you got? My recommendation is a comic book. I've been going through, uh, like, with some of the Kickstarters that I backed, with a bunch of them, you get, like, one of their stretch goals is a whole bunch of other first and second issues of comic books mm-hmm. from, like, other indie creators. And so I've been kind of, like, going through that list, kind of seeing what's good and what's not. And uh, my favorite thus far uh, of the ones I've kind of peeked through is one called Gorilla My Dreams. And I think <laughs> the first two issues are also on Webtoons. So you could go to Webtoons and read them for free there. I've been trying to find the third one came out because he did a Kickstarter for it back at the end of last year. And uh, I can't find any place to buy it. Like, I, I want to just buy a copy of the third issue. and I And I can't figure out how to do that, so... Has it, has it been released, like fulfilled and shipped and everything? I believe from the, so. From the campaign? It was, actually, it wasn't even the end of next year. It was in like April of last year. And, I, and I've seen some, like he's got another Kickstarter for like a crossover one with some other people that, that fulfilled at the end of last year. And so I'm thinking maybe that mm. one hasn't gone out yet, but the first one certainly has to have gone out. So it's not anywhere that I can find it. So I was going to like send a message to the guy on Twitter and be like, take my money. Yeah, yeah. The main character is a sentient gorilla who goes by the hero moniker knockaround guy. Okay. It's cool. Like the first story on it, it's like this cool noir mystery about like a mime that died. And it's just set in this ridiculous universe where there's like a sentient gorilla, of course, and there's a sentient bookie, uh, well, a sentient cactus who is a bookie named like pointy, pointy mix spike face. And uh, there's a, a Yeti that works at a strip club as the bartender. And it's just, it's, it's goofy, but it, it plays it all very straight. And it's a, a good, solid noir story to start with. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. It was just a lot of fun. So uh, I suggest go, going and checking it out. Well, and a little bit of advice to people when they go to um, <laughs> Google it, put in Gorilla My Dreams comic. Yeah, because, or go to Webtoons. Uh, apparently... Yeah, apparently it's a uh, it's also the name of a Bugs Bunny episode. Yeah, from like the 40s. so that is what will come up. Yeah, the one where he goes to that island and the gorilla falls in love with him because it's a play on "Girl of My Dreams." Uh no, I, I got it. All right, cool. I'll go check it out. Big Tim Styles. Yeah, I think he's out of Australia. Cool. All right. Well, we did it. Happy Super Bowl Sunday. If you want to 
communicate with us, you can shoot us a line at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. You can find us on the social medias, Facebook, Geeksploration, the podcast page, Instagram, Geeksploration Podcast, or Twitter at Geeksplore Pod. You can call us at 916-ORC-TURD. That is 916-O-R-C-T-U-R-D. And if you enjoyed this show um, or any other show, even if it wasn't ours, uh, go leave us a review on Apple Podcast or um, Podchaser, and we'll read it here on this very show. Yeah, we'll do Joe Rogan and Conan O'Brien uh, reviews. Yeah, well, I mean, especially the, if they're bad. Yeah, leave the review for us. It doesn't need to be about us as long as it, there's five stars. You guys are really great, just like Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Yeah, Conan O'Brien is hilarious. That's your entire review. Five stars for us works. We also have swag available at shop.geeksplorationpodcast.com. That's where you can pick up one of those hoodies that you didn't win, unless you're Dan. But hey, you know what, Dan? If you want to buy one for George to salve the wounds of him not actually being on Twitter, uh, go right ahead. Yeah, it'll make Thanksgiving a little less awkward. Oh, we're part of the Geekly Grind podcast network, and our theme song is Celebration by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Goodbye. Later.